Hello, and welcome to Fantastic Comic Fan. I am your host, R.T. Fleming, and it is my mission to help you find your next digital comic book pick from the golden age to now. I have been reading comic books for over 40 years, and have never lost my passion for comic books. Something I try to pass on to old and new readers. It's Monday, March 27th, 2023, and today I am with Grant Lanker. And he is promoting his latest Kickstarter for Balaam. And I had Grant on last August talking about the project. You can find a link to that previous show in the show notes. I like the concept the first time around. I was happy to bring him again onto the podcast. Now, the series Beowulf was about the Dragon Slayer from Myth, reincarnated as a 30-something slacker. His sidekicks are a magic cat and a 13-year-old girl, and the whole mix works together. Again, that previous episode was number 61. Really does bookend today's show, and like this episode's a short-form podcast. It's around 15 minutes. Check out that show link. In addition, you'll find a link tree on the Fantastic Comic Fan so please follow the podcast on social media and subscribe. I want the podcast to continue to grow. And as I said, I want to introduce fans to a new way of discovering old and new comic books. Now on to today's show. Hope you enjoy it. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I have another returning guest today. He was here back in August. It's Greg Lankar. He is doing a Kickstarter again. It is for a project called Beowulf. Um, how's things been going on your end, Grant, since I've last talked to you and had you on the show? Things are actually going really well for me. Um, yeah, this is ish the Kickstarter that we're talking about today. This is issue five. Um, and, you know, each issue has has gained a little bit more traction um and i know we talked a little bit off mic but um beowulf is going to start getting released in in stores like actual comic book stores not just kickstarter here shortly which that is, is really impressive exciting. congratulations on that that is such a big achievement on your end it shows you um it shows what i believe when i had you back in august that's a really great product and it'll be in the uh, previews. We're taping this early in uh, January, actually. And uh, Grant's uh, Kickstarter doesn't start for almost six weeks. But um, I'm trying to. We wanted to get this out of the way, and so, so I can do a better job of promoting and, and getting stuff uh, closer to it on my end, and it just helps me out. And uh, if you get the chance. Check it out at your comic book stores. They'll actually will have a, a link in the show notes also where you could actually order it through Diamond. We'll set that up because uh, we'll have this out before I believe Diamond closes up uh, at the end of February. But anyways, I'm sorry. Uh, tell everyone what Beowulf is about a little bit, please. So Beowulf is the story I sh I'm sure we all learned at Be about Beowulf in English class in high school. Um my comic book is a, a lot more interesting than that one, at least uh, from where I'm sitting, it is. Um, it's kind of a modern retelling of that story. Uh, essentially, the guy you learned about in English class, but reincarnated in modern times as kind of like a 30-something slacker. Um, 
and his sidekicks are a 13 year old girl and a cat with magic powers. So um, the, the, the plot is essentially, you know, this dragon wakes in modern times uh, and, you know, obviously causes a lot of havoc. So uh, Mooney, Mooney and Hazel, who are the 13 year old girl and the cat, they go looking for the reincarnation of Beowulf. But like I said, um, he's a lot less heroic than they remember him. And uh, they have to get him ready to go up against this dragon. How many issues do you plan on having this be? I know this is the Kickstarter for the fifth issue. Do you have an end game for all this of when it's going to end? Yeah, so this is a six-issue storyline. Okay. I After thought so six- from the last time. Yeah, so after six issues, then uh, we're going to kind of, they're going to be more Beowulf stories, but um, we're going to kind of take a step back and figure out where I want to go to next. I mean, especially because, you know, the story involves reincarnation. You know, I can tell stories like in any kind of, in any time period, basically. Yes. Yes. So, um how did you manage to and why did you go down the previews route to be on comic book stores? How did that all come about? Um, I mean, a lot of people forget, like, I mean, really they have open submission. So really all you have to do is, you know, get a hold of a, a diamond representative by emailing them or calling them and saying, you know, um, look, this comic book has been successful on Kickstarter. Um, we think it would be something that would work well in stores as well. Okay. And and that's something I, I, I bet that's something a lot of people don't know about. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, it's funny. I, I mean, when you're talking about indie comic books, everybody talks so much about, you know, Kickstarter, Indiegogo. Yes. They forget that. Yeah, there is, there is a uh, comic book distribution through stores as well. That is true, and they do forget about that. And there's a better chance in comic book stores of you know. It's good that you're having improved because by having you in comic book stores, it gives you a chance to expand your market much better than even a Kickstarter campaign could go, and it could actually open up more avenues for you long term. Right. I have a question. I don't think I. I don't think I asked you this. Maybe and and we were talking before we started about. You know, you're on the show and talking about, you know, things a lot over and again. Who is uh, Eva? Eva was a cat of mine um, that uh, it was kind of like just love at first sight. Uh, Are you asking this because the first issue was dedicated to her? Yes, I actually have the first issue pulled up right now uh, because I was looking at it because I was going back through and I was reading it and I'm reading it again because I like your series. But yeah, and I noticed that was Ava and I thought, well, let's talk about Ava for a second. I was just curious. I got two cats here, and thankfully, they're not bothering me on during taping because usually they're here with their tails in there and they're meowing or they're purring or they're. But I'm lucky this time around. But anyways, go on. Tell me about your Ava. Yeah, so I'm I'm a big fan of cats as well. Um, Eva was a cat that I I got. Um, oh God, probably close to seven or eight years ago. Um, a kind of a friend of a friend found this cat um somebody abandoned her 
outside their house and they asked me, you know, Hey, I know you're looking for a cat. Do you, would you like to come over and pick up this cat? Uh, I picked her up and it was kind of like love at first sight. Um, unfortunately we took her to the vet and it turned out that she was, uh, extremely sick. Um, she had feline leukemia, which was, uh, very, very sad and very, uh, heart wrenching for me. Um, but fortunately, um, we did get a few good years living with her. Um, she had, I mean, she had a relatively nice full life. Uh, before she passed away. Um, and then uh, after she passed away, um, we weren't even really planning on getting another cat. We kind of just went to the animal shelter to to kind of look around. Like my stepdaughter was very depressed and, you know, we were, we were looking around at these other cats and um, we, we ended up finding like an older cat named Mooney who um uh is who the character in Beowulf is based on um if you've ever met Mooney you would kind of understand why i think that maybe he he could be like could have been like a wizard like in a former life <laughs> or something he's just a very wise very uh very affectionate otherworldly cat yeah gotcha uh, I have a question. Is your uh, creative team the same for all the issues? Yes, it is. I mean, it's pretty much just me and one other guy. Um, my friend Antonio does the pencils. Um, I kind of came up with pseudonyms for uh, the other stuff that I do. Okay. Um, and I don't, people have asked me why I did that, and I don't necessarily have a good answer. For some reason, in my head, it looked less professional to have one guy do everything. You're right. No, I agree. I, 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 in the past, for different, um, not necessarily for the podcast, but when I was doing other things, yes, I had names made up just so it look. You're right. Look more professional overall, and there's nothing wrong with that. I, I, I agree with all that. Um, where did you, um, how did you connect with Antonio, and where is he based at? So Antonio is from Portugal. I thought so. Yeah, I found him through Facebook. Uh, yeah, a lot. does he speak English? Um, he either speaks English or he's good at using Google Translate. Because, um, I mean, occasionally we have uh, language issues, but for the most part, uh, it's pretty good. No, he does a great job as an artist. You got very lucky in uh, doing the art. Does he does Does he do the color work too? No, I do the coloring. How did you get into coloring? Um, well, I mean, I've, I mean, I went to school for graphic design, so I've been using you okay. know Photoshop my whole life, and um, in some ways, it was kind of you know doing the coloring myself was kind of a budgetary issue because I, I mean I think there are. Like, obviously, if I went on Photoshop and found somebody, um, you know, somebody who, like, the only job they do is is coloring, mm -hmm. they would probably be better at it. But, I mean, I also do kind of like the, um, the, like, the fact that I do all this stuff myself kind of gives me a lot more control over how the comic book it looks in the end. 
the, yeah. the final product. No, your job of coloring is actually very good. That's why I was wondering if you'd Thanks. done it or not. No, it's 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 very, I like the colors and the palettes of colors that you choose is very unique and distinctive. Uh, did you, Thank you, you so much. You took a great, did you take great care in choosing your palettes and colors? Yeah, I'm kind of fussy about color, to be honest with you, which is kind of another reason why I like doing the coloring myself. Um, I could see that in this product, that the way it's put together, that you would want the color to be a certain way. Exactly. Yes, I can see that in the product. It's a good Thank job, you. though. I, I, because, uh, you know, not to go too far off the topic, because we do have limited time, but a lot of people, when they look at a creative team, they look at the writer and the artist, possibly sometimes the anchor, but the rest of it kind of gets glossed over. And in my opinion, the whole creative team, from the colors, the letter, everybody is equally important because they all should sync together to create that final product. If you have a, a yeah. lousy a colorist, it's going to ruin the comic book, no matter how good the art is. And the same thing with the lettering. If the lettering doesn't match the tone of the book, it's just going to throw it off for the readers. That's just my opinion on the whole thing. And your whole book actually flows very, very nicely. I'm, I, I'm getting to be a little more on my end, a little more critical and looking at how the different pieces in a comic book fit together. You know, because as a fan, you look at a comic book and oh, it's a story. But and you might look at the art, but you don't look at the the under. You know, the oh, the colors are nice and how the panels are put together and all that fun stuff. Now, the last time you were on here, we strayed a little bit and talked about. Uh, you gave some good advice on some of the marketing to would be publishers and stuff. And I'm gonna have a link in that episode again because I want people to go back and, and listen to the episode because I we covered different ground even in that first episode. But over the past few months, what stuff have you learned and both good and bad that again would be helpful for somebody that's trying to think of maybe I'm going to start my own comic book or become a writer or I want to do a Kickstarter sometime in the next fill in the blank. Well, I think one of the things that I've learned about Kickstarter is like there are people out there who have good advice but I think you also have to experiment and see what works for you. Because one of the things is I think that the Kickstarter hasn't really been around long enough that we know a hundred percent for sure why one Kickstarter makes more money than another. And I think that there are some, I don't necessarily want to say bad advice, but maybe just advice that didn't necessarily work for me um like okay so something that's kind of like considered conventional wisdom is that you know 30-day kickstarters make more money than than uh longer kickstarters and uh, i mean this last kickstarter i did a a longer kickstarter and i and it ended up being my most successful one yet now who knows why that is? It could have been like a different factor. But uh, I think this next time I'm going to end up doing like an even longer Kickstarter because I want to see, you know, with more time to promote the Kickstarter, can I I push it into being even more successful? 
That makes sense. I guess I see how you're doing that. Okay. Um, so you are a independent creator. You've done your own Kickstarter. You're a small company. And we're talking again off camera about, you know, there's so many creators out there creating comic books. How important is for you in marketing yourself and how do you market yourself so that you get noticed and get picked up? How many podcasts have you done recently for your project? Have you been able to land a lot or how does that, how's that going for you? Yeah, I do a lot of podcasts. I do a lot of, of, uh, streaming shows. Um, I also promote the comic book a lot on social media, whether <laughs> it's, whether, uh, it's Twitter, um, Facebook, Instagram, um, I mean, I feel like social media can be a mixed bag. It can be a good thing or a bad thing. But um, the one way in which it's definitely a good thing is that it's given independent creators like myself a platform to promote our books. Gotcha. So... Again, there's a lot of projects out there. Why? What? And we and you've given me your sales pitch and all that stuff. But what sets your project off from other ones that are out there? You know what? You know what's your selling point? What makes what? You know, in a sense, to why should somebody go off and and fund your Kickstarter or with Beowulf number one, go off and buy your comic book or even order it? What makes you so kind of unique and stand out? I guess. Well, like I said, I talked, uh, I talked a little bit earlier about, you know, my, like my love of cats and the fact that I incorporated that into my comic book. Um, I think that, that that's one of the beauties of independent comic books in general is that, you know, you can incorporate little personal touches like, you know, the fact that, that Mooney is based on my real life cat and, um, he shares some personality traits with my real life cat, as opposed to, you know, if you're reading Superman, which is a character who's been around for, you know, 80 years, you know, and that's not to say that writers don't incorporate personal things into that, but I would feel like it's, you know, when you have like a big creative team like that, it's a lot harder to put, little personal touches into a book like Superman. So you have one more book coming out for Beowulf. When is the projected release for that next Kickstarter? I'm hoping we can get that in late 2023. Okay. Do you have anything else that you're planning besides Beowulf in 2023? So uh, I do a, a horror anthology um it's called memoirs of the morbid oh i remember that, that. Be, yeah yes. that, should be, that should be out in june or july and um and the thing that's the thing that's cool about that is should be up on kickstarter in june or july so that it can be out in time for halloween like i, I should be sending it to customers around halloween okay that's like I you're going to come back on and, and promote that project. I hope because I, I I really would like to um 
uh, have you on for that when it gets closer to that release date. That sounds a really cool project to do. So, yeah, that yeah. sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so before we wrap this up, do you have any parting thoughts before we end this for the day? Um, no, just uh, uh, like I was saying before, uh, I implore the people in your audience to support independent comic books, not just mine, um, because that's where I think the really interesting, like innovative ideas are going to come from. Totally 100% agree with that. And not only that, but a lot of your creators, tomorrow stars, do come from indies and Kickstarter platforms. Yeah. Grant, thank you for joining me today. We're going to wrap this up and we'll have you on again. You have a great weekend. Sure. Thank you so much. No problem. Well, that's it for today's podcast. Again, I would love to hear from you, a fantastic comic fan at gmail.com. Remember, new episodes every Wednesday. Thanks so much for listening to this episode, and I hope to see you next time.